Ontological, the UAE's first and still the only, we believe, legal podcast. My name's Tim Elliott, and as always, Logical comes to you from the Dubai-based legal firm HPL, Yamalaba and Plethka. And here's the managing partner, Ludmilla Yamalaba. Nice to see you. Great to be chatting with you, Tim, as always. Good to have you back on, Ludmilla. Now, this time, it's the new UAE drug law. It's a newly established federal decree, law number 30 of 2021, on combating narcotics and psychotropic substances. Now, it refines the law, I think it was the mid-90s, 94 on 95, uh, federal law number 14, almost in its entirety. Now, the new law came into effect January the 2nd this year. It's far more nuanced, far more specific than the previous law. I guess what strikes most legal observers is Article 96 of the New York, and that's with regards to marijuana. Uh, The decriminalisation of bringing in, possessing, importing or transporting from abroad any food, drinks or products that contain THC, cannabis or marijuana for the purposes of consumption or personal use. And here's the point for first time offenders. That's what leapt out to me when I read uh, the new law. True, but actually it's a lot more nuanced than just that. Uh, So just using that particular article and analyzing it further. So it's for first time offenders. It's also not marijuana itself but rather a product that includes some traces of marijuana. That's a huge difference. So it's not just that you can bring a joint and that the same, uh, the same uh, provision would apply. It would not. It truly is, for example, let's say a set of cookies or some sort of a tea. So it's a product that includes, or um, cosmetics, for example, that includes some, some uh, substance such as that. Uh, and also, so that's two, uh, one being that it has to be um, first time offenders, two being that it has to be a product that contains it and not the drug itself. And then three, that uh, upon bringing into the UAE. So and in particular, so it's, uh, it's, it's in specific terms, it would apply that if you were caught coming into the UAE, be it at the border or the airport, uh, so um, in that context, not, uh, for example, just within the UAE. So that's kind of the language. If you actually dissect it, there's a number of requirements. Uh, but uh, but you're right. That is one provision in this law that has caused a lot of excitement, perhaps, uh, amongst the, uh, the global community. And in particular, those who like to visit the UAE or <laughs> residents of the UAE. And there's been a lot of discussion about the UAE's perhaps more liberal stance uh, on drugs and uh, many, if not suggestions, but certainly questions um, uh, with a kind of uh, a wishful um, answer uh, that uh, the UAE has decriminalized uh, marijuana. That is not the case. That's very important to point out, isn't it? And, and I guess, Ludmilla, the law takes a different approach to those deemed as first-time offenders. But by the same token, for serial offenders, the measures are as strictly controlled as ever, perhaps even more so. So basically, what's, what's, the, what's the excitement or what's the um, relevance of this law? Uh, let's start from the beginning. As you rightfully said, this, this is a new law. The law was introduced just at the end of 2021, and it's yeah. the federal law, number 30, 
And it replaces altogether the previous law, which was the law number 14 of 1995, which is also a federal law that was ultimately referred to as a drug law. So this is a brand new law. It's not just an amendment to the previous law. It's a full new, completely brand new uh, source of legislation. So the previous law, you just you can kind of ultimately cancel. It's canceled out and you can throw it out the window. I mean, in simple terms, right? So now this particular law in relevant terms is uh, hugely different from the previous law because the previous law uh, treated any kind of drug offenses as just basically one. There was no differentiation or uh, nuances in uh, the, between the types of potential drug offenses, be it... Uh, uh, consumption or trade or unintentional uh, intentional bringing into the country. So it just treated anything related to drugs as basically one and the same type of crime, i.e. drug uh, trade or import uh, or possession. So it was quite uh, categorical in its interpretation of a drug, uh, categorical and all-encompassing and unforgiving in terms of how it treated drug offenses. Uh, that's one. And then because of it, the punishment that existed was also uh, correlated to that kind of overarching, all-encompassing categorical uh, definition of a drug offense, which meant um, there's a, always a jail sentence, that that was minimum uh, of uh, one to two years of jail sentence. That was, um, uh, that was the minimum, one to two years. and there was always a deportation that followed. Yeah. So not only were you required to minimum at, at, at the minimum uh, be put in jail for one year, serve at least in one year, jail sentence more like two plus, but after that, you would, there was always mandatory deportation. So in short, basically, if you look at the old law, uh, in summary, the old law penalized and criminalized any type of drug-related event even, perhaps, you know, such as inadvertently uh, coming into the country and, and, and somehow having a, I don't know, a chewing gum or something in your pocket that had some traces of something, uh, you know, cannabis, for example. And so all those, because there's no other, no other legal source to rely on other than the previous um, uh, drug law, that any one of those offenses would be treated the same way. So the person would ultimately have a criminal case filed against them. They wouldn't be able to leave the country and there would be a judgment. The judgment would mandate at least one year of jail sentence, if not more. Uh, and then they'd be deported. And so basically that was it. That was kind of a brush, uh, a very broad brush, broad stroke that applied to all equally. <laughs> so um, that's where we were. Now, where we are today is that the law has introduced a lot more nuance and a lot more kind of categories of types of crimes. Uh, so, and who it applies. So in general, basically there is the, there's a lot more detail and nuance about sort of what type of drug we're talking about, uh, who is, uh, who's involved, where this event took place and how many times. Uh, so, so that's kind of what the law uh, breaks up now. And that's, uh, so if you look at the first category, so what is the drug? Uh, then two is you know, who is um, you know, who who is uh, being caught doing it, and and then uh, is it the first time offender or the nth time offender, right? And then where is it uh, uh, entry to into the country or uh, at a nightclub or at home um, or is it some sort of a party? Uh, 
Uh, and, uh, you know, and how many times this, this might have happened. So this is perhaps uh, a summary of uh, some of the elements uh, that are embedded in this new law that are most relevant because it's on the basis of those elements that the entire law is structured. And ultimately, because of that, so the punishment, so it really comes down to punishment, right? So the idea here, again, the overarching premise, and this is important to reiterate, that in no way does the law decriminalize uh, any kind of uh, drug use. It does not, or drug mm-hmm. possession even. So because these are the kind of questions we've heard and we've received, so does it mean marijuana is legal in the UAE? Now, it is not. So the law clearly states that drugs are illegal in the UAE. That's it. Yeah. And so that's that's the overarching principle. However, in terms of how events of related to kind of drug possession or or use uh, are treated are now uh, more nuanced, more refined, and the punishment therefore is different. It applies differently to different people depending on the drugs. Now, if you start with the what, so what is it? What what drug are we talking about? With regard to the what, I have to tell you, it truly is a minefield and it really would help to have some kind of background in chemistry, if not have a degree in chemistry to parse through this law, because the law is um, accompanied by pages and pages of attachments of different chemical substances. And for those, um, unless you have either chemical... uh, uh, background or interest in these kinds of substances and that it truly is a minefield and, and difficult to comprehend. And there's a lot of new terms that we ourselves uh, have found ourselves surprised to be learning <laughs> by, by virtue of, of being able to understand this law. So the what is very important. What types of drugs? Generally speaking, and this is important, is that uh, and this is the what I've learned, the what, believe it or not, is that cannabis or treated separately from other drugs in terms of punishment. So cannabis, or as it's often referred as THC or tetrahydrocannabinol is the term. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing correctly, but basically that's THC. Right. So the, if you were to separate drugs, you'd separate into cannabis, you have prescription drugs, and then you have kind of all other drugs. Well, look, Ludmilla, let, let's start with the issue of cannabis or THC or products that include THC. We've seen a number of, uh, I guess, uh, cases in the newspaper of people who have come to the country and accidentally imported something. In theory, that's always been the story or who have been caught here with THC in products that they brought in, perhaps unknowingly. that, That, I guess, is the reason why cannabis is treated slightly differently under the new law. Correct. So um, perhaps for that reason, but also because of the cannabis as as a substance itself, it's uh, treated perhaps differently from other uh, maybe more serious and hardcore drugs. Uh, And I guess some would even dispute that cannabis is a drug to begin with, but that's that's a separate subject. Uh, So, yes, but cannabis is treated differently, but it's also treated differently depending on the context. So one notable difference in this law is if we're talking about cannabis, in particular THC, that is if it if there's any food, drinks or products that contain THC or cannabis, for purposes of consumption or personal use, they are treated differently. Yes. So the the, uh, the key here is that it's food, drinks, or products which contain THC or cannabis 
and for purposes of consumption or personal use. So this is very important. So it's not just bringing cannabis or a, a cigarette or a joint uh, or um, a little jar of your grass uh, or hemp in, in your luggage. It actually has to be inclu- included in a product. Right. Uh, and so, uh, so that's what we're talking about. So there's this, any, if there's a product that contains uh, THC uh, and also, and, and it's done for, then, then it'll be treated differently. But even then it must not be done for commercial purposes, but rather for purposes of consumption or personal use. So if you are caught, for example, having uh, receiving a shipment of uh, goods that contain THC uh, and um, you know, it's a sort of, it's, it's, it's a whole set of you were talking about containers, right? Then that would not be subject to this particular provision because it would not be for personal use or for consumption. So it's really quite nuanced. But any products, drinks, uh, or food that do contain THC and you are bringing them for purposes of consumption or personal use are not punishable as importing, which is very important because importing in general is a felony, it's a serious offense. So because when we're talking about drugs, there's different types of activities, if you will, that used to be punishable and still are punishable. And it's very similar to other laws. There is possession, there is consumption, um, then there is uh, trading, there is importing, there's soliciting, and so on and so forth. So would it be reasonable to say if you're, uh, if you do, if you are caught with something that includes THC, but it is for personal use, you're not prosecuted for importing, i.e., potentially you're not a trafficker it is the point of that exactly right. correct correct right. yes and because of that so you're not deemed to be a trafficker and because of that it's actually it's not punishable believe it or not okay but if it is your first time right and if it's your first time it will also be conf- confiscated and basically and not not otherwise pursued or punishable, but remember. So, what are the requirements here? The requirements here is that it's a, that this THC is contained in some sort of a product, uh, or food or drink, and that it's being brought into the country for purposes of consumption, personal use, and that it's your first time. And basically, also the law, the language of the law, suggests that it has to be upon coming into the UAE. So upon arriving. So it's not something, for example, that so if you are found at a party having the same product, it's not clear whether this particular provision actually would apply because it seems to really apply more to visitors or residents or whoever is coming into the country and um, is caught with this product uh, upon entering to the UAE. So in those cases, then there will there's no um, um, there's no crime, there's no criminal case, and the product is confiscated. But if, um, as uh, many would um, surmise, is that because there's so much emphasis on the first time offender, then the speculation is that there will be some kind of a note in the file somewhere. Right. So yes. even though there won't be a criminal case, but there's got to be a note somewhere. So there perhaps will be some some file will be open somewhere where that event and that person will be registered, because how else would you know the next time that person comes through and uh, that they're the first time that they're not the first time offender. So we don't know the nuances, how it's actually going to be applied. But there is a um, presumption that there's going to be some kind of documentation of these events as well. Well, there will, be, will not be criminal record. You won't go to jail, uh, but it's not like they just 
it's I would assume it's not just that the customs officials will just come confiscate it and shake your hand and let you go. I think there will be some formal process to document the event. Sure. So so that's as far as THC is concerned uh, or cannabis. Uh, then there's also prescription drugs. Right. This is interesting because prescription drugs are obviously very strictly controlled here uh, in the Emirates. Yes, in- indeed. And so um, and in the past as well, they were more or less treated the same way as any other drugs. Yeah. So now there is a bit of a differentiation. Again, it's very nuanced and we're ourselves <laughs> parsing through it um, day by day. But uh, basically there is so a separate category for prescription drugs. And it's also in cases of prescriptions, for example, if the higher dose is consumed, then it's treated the same way as if like as any other kind of drug offense. So in other words, if you are trying to rely on um, uh, on the use of prescription drugs, you have to have documentation showing uh, and it has to be proper documentation that why that those drugs are that I should prescribe to you. Uh, and but in the event that uh, they are being misused and or, or abused, then they are treated as an offense or as a crime. And in those cases, so the, we're, the punishment we're talking about here is when the prescription drugs are being abused. Right. right. So in other words, if okay. the higher dose is consumed uh, so that then there's also some gradation of uh, of punishment in that case. So, for example, for first time offenders, there is a minimum of three months uh, of a jail sentence or a fine of 20,000 to 100,000 dirhams. Right. Uh, th- this, however, does not apply to you know cannabis or ham. So this is more for prescription drugs. Uh, so and by the way, this is prescription has another types of drug for consumption or, or personal use. OK, so it's for consumption, personal use and, you know, Again, it does not apply to, it excludes cannabis because cannabis sort of is dealt with differently. So the, for the first time offenders, there is a minimum of three months jail sentence or a fine of 20,000 to 100,000 dirhams. So that's for first time offenders. Uh, then uh, for the second time offenders, there is a, a jail sentence not less than six months or a fine of 30,000 to 100,000. So let me just kind of pause on that. Uh, so here, what we've just seen is that the punishment of, of uh, consumption of drugs, but remember, it has to be consumption for personal use, right, or personal use. So consumption or personal use are treated differently as other types of drug-related events or offenses. And if before, they all treated the same, and the punishment was at least one to two years of prison and then deportation, here we're talking about a minimum of three months. So now we've just we've just gone from one year jail sentence to, uh, to a minimum of three months or perhaps even zero because it's either a minimum of three months or a fine of 20,000 to 100,000. Right. So in other words, before there was no or, there was always um, a jail sentence. Now there is an option for just a, a, a fine, right? Without a jail sentence. Uh, and uh, this is important, and we'll talk about deportation later, but it's so this is an example of, let's say, somebody is misusing drugs, and but it's really for their own consumption or personal use. They don't automatically uh, become criminals in this country, go to jail for a year and get deported. They uh, will still have a criminal record, perhaps, but they'll only just basically pay a fine and, and, uh, and will be allowed to stay in the country. 
But as uh, the, the number of offenses increase, so do the fines. So for the second time offenders, the jail sentence again goes up to six months or a fine of 30,000 to 100,000. So once again, so it's kind of the second strike uh, is also perhaps more for, for forgiving. And that is uh, if you even caught a second time around, you're still not necessarily going to jail because there's an or, which is, you know, you can just pay a fine and be, uh, you know, and then go about your life. So one, it, that's a huge departure from the previous application of the law. However, if it's a third time offense or <laughs> more, then we're talking about imprisonment of not less than two years and a fine of not less than 100,000. So here we are. So now if it's your third time plus, then there's no more or there is definitely imprisonment. Yeah. And there's and there's a fine. Uh, so you see, so what we've just moved for from a minimum of and then the previous law, a minimum of uh, uh, minimum offense or a minimum punishment of one year in jail and and mandatory deportation to confiscation and basically kind of slap on the wrist uh, or uh, you know, three months or, or just fines. And only if it's your third time uh, of, uh, you know, but again, we're talking about consumption and personal use, uh, then you were, uh, you were facing imprisonment. So there's quite a, a broad margin now in terms of um, the punishment that applies uh, to these sort of, um, you know, to these kind of drug related offenses. Well, there are. I mean, that's really a three strikes and you're out basis, I suppose, uh, in many ways. That That's for prescription drugs, Ludmilla. Yeah. So what about if yes. we, let, let's move to the, the so-called, you know, the hard drugs, the uh, the heroines, the, the cocaines of this world, I guess they're in the next bracket. Yeah, so, so those drugs are absolutely most definitely still criminal. Yes. And um, they are, you know, and at that point, um, there's always a mandatory jail sentence right. uh, and uh, and there's always a fine. Uh, so uh, it's again, there's a whole list of drugs and then it's really hard to figure out you know, where under which one of those different categories, subcategories, for example, something like heroin uh, falls in. But, you know, it is a hard drug. And that is definitely there's this this um, there's much more severe provisions and penalties that apply. Uh, to those kinds of drugs. And it also depends when it's personal use or whether it's a, a trade, a trading or import. Uh, so, but the penalties go all the way to, you could be in jail for life. Um, for example, especially if um, you're caught doing this uh, in public spaces or sort of under aggravating circumstances. Uh, so, um, you know, this is uh, you know, in many ways, it's also, it can be considered as uh, drug trafficking, uh, so the penalties could be 300,000 dirhams and just the fines, but there is always, o- almost always a jail sentence. And uh, we're talking about five years, seven years, 10 years, again, depending on, you know, what, where, who, how many times. Uh, and, and, uh, and then in those cases, a deportation, by the way, uh, is, um, so is optional now. So in, in the past, it was the, in the past deportation was mandatory. Now deportation sort of is, is optional if it's for consumption, personal use or possession for purposes of consumption. Uh, but um, in obviously the drug traffic, trafficking and the import uh, deportation is, is uh, still mandatory. So anyway, so anything to do with more hardcore drugs and in particular 
uh, trading activities is uh, is very very strictly penalized here and um, it's not something that to be taken lightly so and then but what's interesting is that there are a few other nuances to the law so one is um, it, again it depends on the case there's, there's so, so many different levels but sometimes instead of for example jail sentence uh, the authorities of the courts can prescribe treatment uh, so that is fairly new and um, uh, treatment is now let's say an option and you can see let's if you if you go back to your um, example of heroin uh, so uh, instead of putting the person that the law specifically allows for a judge to decide instead of putting a locking person in jail for let's say heroin addiction or some kind of a drug addiction to send them to treatment facilities and there are some treatment facilities in the UAE uh, so that's instead of serving a sentence it'll still be a fine but at least the person will receive medical help. So I think that's um, yeah, that's quite um, encouraging for especially those who have serious addiction. Uh, so that's that's one interesting angle. The other interesting angle here, there's a whole sort of set of articles that um, perhaps may provide impunity to some uh, to inform informants. So if you basically notify. A judicial, a, a judicial or, or administrative authorities. Uh, so um, there are some of this punishment can actually be waived. Uh, so interesting. This, yeah, yeah, that is very interesting. So basically, it encourages um, people to come forward and um, you know, <laughs> I guess, I guess, read out the actual offenders, right? Okay. Not so much the consumers, but those who are peddling drugs, right? Those are the, the, the drug traffickers. So in those cases, if you cooperate with the authorities, uh, then basically informants, there's their provisions in the law that informants can be provided with either much more lenient um, punishment and sometimes actually can trade you know, punishment for just for information. I guess it depends. Um, so... Um, I, I think that's a really interesting angle. And especially you can imagine because there's so many parties that go on, let's say if there are some people that get caught at party because they're just, you know, in the party mode and do something that they shouldn't do in a country like this. Mm. And then they get apprehended by the authorities. I mean, their lives could be pretty uh, you know, damaged by having a criminal record. But if instead they could uh, lead the authorities uh, to the source in exchange for having criminal records, you could see that the sort of plea bargain is is not a bad deal. But there's another aspect to this new law as well, isn't there? That if the law provides pretty strict penalties, if you set up a place, or I guess that includes hosting a party where drugs are consumed. Absolutely. So it's the place that's kind of the where, right? So the place right. of where you consume or, or where the drugs are found really matters. Because if you are, um, if you like you said, set up a special kind of a, a home club uh, for purposes of hosting drug fuel, drug fuel parties. I mean, that's an aggravated offense. Yes. And that's, it could be an aggravated offense for many reasons. One is just because you're setting this up, encouraging. So it's no longer just about consumption or possession. It's you, in, you are incentivizing and you're encouraging and inciting others basically to commit crime. So that's, there's a different degree of uh, felony. Uh, and it also depends on who's at the party, because if there is, um, could be underage people, 
kids. I mean, that's in the great, there could be women, women also. So it's, there's a whole sort of confluence of factors which could make these um, offenses are, you know, more severe uh, because, because of the, the, the venue uh, and the people who sort of, who happen to be there at that venue. Uh, so um, in those cases, for example, for drug trafficking, there's a minimum of five years um, in jail. So yes. that, you know, would be an interesting, um, uh, I guess, perhaps an interesting sort of um, point, because for those who want to have a good time and want to, to have parties and uh, to, to kind of host these sort of good times, they have to be very mindful that the, this is still very much against the law. Uh, and the penalties have increased. So in the in the past, for example, some of these penalties were 20,000 dirhams. Uh, now it's minimum of 50,000 minimum and the prison sentence of minimum five years. I mean, that's as, as was uh, the case before. And um, and for example, if these kinds of offenses are happening in places like public gatherings or educational sports institutions or places of worship, they consider as aggravated circumstances and therefore lead to more severe punishment. And they, you know, and the involvement of uh, certain types of um, uh, members also considered to be aggravating circumstances, such, such as female, juvenile, a person of determination, or somebody under the influence of alcohol. Uh, so you see, it's uh, it's very much still uh, treated very seriously. Uh, drugs are still expressly and unequivocally against the law in the UAE, and the punishment is still punished under the criminal law, and uh, punishment can be quite severe. Uh, but there is a little more leeway in terms of how drug-related events and offenses are treated, uh, and uh, there's a little bit of uh, perhaps... Uh, a, a grace, a grace period for some, um, and for, for the first time offenders. It's a tough law to define, but that's more on the newly established federal decree number 30 of 2021 on specifically combating narcotics and psychotropic substances, the new drug law here in the UAE. And that is another episode of Logical. But Milia Malava is the managing partner here at Yamalava and Pleska, as always, our legal expert on Logical as well. Thanks, Ludmilla. Thank you, Tim. Always great chatting to you. You can find us at LY Law on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok. And we've also now got a really easy to search library of hundreds of podcasts on all kinds of legal issues here in the UAE. And they are all free to listen to. If you'd like a legal consultation with a qualified UAE experienced legal professional, click contact at lylawyers.com. And you can do the same if you'd like a legal question answered in a future episode of Logical. <laughs>